This is Under the Hood, a Toyota policy driver's podcast where we take a look under the hood of the policies and politics that drive our nation and the auto industry. I'm your host, Donna Rudy, coming to you from Washington, D.C. Today on the show, I'm talking to Toyota lobbying consultants Ralph Hellman and Mary Beth Stanton. They both bring years of experience having worked for Republican and Democratic leadership on Capitol Hill, and we're going under the hood on the divisions within the parties. Mary Beth, Ralph, welcome. So good to have you here today. Thanks. It's good to be here. I'm excited. Most families keep their feuds in private. Today, we get to discuss with you out in the open. (laughs) So as we all know, party affiliation has caused a serious divide in our nation over the last few years. How do you think the new administration and Congress can work together to bridge this division? Sure. Uh, Partisanship has been around for 200 years, and it's really never going to go away in a democracy like ours. I think some of the more personal attacks of the last four years will diminish, but Republicans and Democrats will still fight it out over substance and policy. And, you know, that's okay. Biden has already lowered the temperature, both during his inaugural speech and his first major meeting with 10 Republican senators in the Oval Office. I think those were good starts. I do think they can find common ground on a few issues, ranging from rebuilding infrastructure, expanding trade, protecting cyber world, and other things. I think bipartisanship has always existed and will continue to exist, but the media likes to to cover the battles. Actually, there were a number of bipartisan pandemic-related provisions left on the cutting room floor at the end of last year. The administration and Congress is revisiting those. And I think that there's broad agreement on a lot of the policies, Um, more generous direct payments to those impacted most by the pandemic, uh, money to open schools, improve vaccine distribution, all to improve people's lives, which will help bridge this divide. The administration is committed to driving results for the American people, being predictable, and doing what you say you're going to do. This country wants the pandemic under control and a pathway to getting the economy rolling again. Mary Beth, while there are only two caucuses in the House and the Senate, Democrat and Republican, the reality is that members from each side hold a range of different views. What do you see as the biggest challenges for Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer in keeping their respective caucuses united in the Democratic Party? Speaker Pelosi needs discipline in the House. Uh, The House is a majority rule body with little room for error when it comes to counting votes. She has a razor thin majority, as does Leader Schumer in the Senate. And so she needs to make sure that her members feel heard. She needs the committees to do their work. That means markups, regular order. Uh, Chairmen and chairwomen need to make sure that they incorporate rank and file member priorities into those committee products. And then when she has a plan for bringing the bill to the floor, she needs to be sure that she reads her caucus in early and often so that they feel like they've contributed to the process. That's going to be the key for her success in the House. In the Senate, the rules are different. And so Leader Schumer needs a lot of cooperation. So in order to move a measure off the Senate floor or onto the Senate floor, he needs a required amount of votes and he needs consent in a lot of in a lot of different ways. And so that's going to make floor time precious and it's going to result in a lot of cooperation from the progressives and the moderates within his own party, as well as what we would expect some cooperation from Republicans and then some places where they will not be willing to cooperate. 
Ralph, could you give us a view on the Republican side as Republican leaders Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy engage in the legislative process, but also with an eye on the 2022 midterm elections? Sure. I mean, both Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy were in the majority at one point, and they hate nothing more than being in the minority. So I think they both are going to do what they can to retake the majority by November 2022. You know, the margins have never been tighter, you know, dead even in the Senate and just a few votes in the House. And it's never, never been that close. And they realized that the last two Democratic presidents, Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, came in at first, like Biden, with big Democratic majorities, only for both of them to lose those uh, majorities in the first off-year elections. Um you know, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, they were around for both those elections. They they don't want to lose the majority to the Republicans. They were around uh, in 1994 and 2010. And while they don't want to repeat this trend, they know they have to limited time to get big things done, to do what the Democratic base was promised during the election and what they're demanding. But don't, don't expect uh, McConnell or McCarthy to give Biden a life preserver. If they see him in the hot water or uh, overboard, they're just going to throw him an anchor. They have no desire to help him if he gets in trouble with his Democratic majority. Uh, they're going to be fighting Biden on his big priorities. They're already coming out against this COVID package. Anything they see is crazy or extreme on climate change or immigration or Medicare for all, they are going to spend two years fighting on the big issues while coming up with alternatives that they can take to the public in the 2022 elections. The immediate challenge facing President Biden is passage of a COVID-19 package. Ralph, do you think that Congress will work in a bipartisan fashion to pass a package? Or do you think that the Democrats will use their narrow majorities to pass a package without Republican support? I do think they're going to get a COVID-19 package signed into law probably by March. Biden just has too much momentum. And both the progressives and the moderate wings of his party, they're going to complain a little about things that are not in it or in it, but they're going to want to support them and they're going to want to deliver the votes. They are just not going to need Republican support and are highly, highly unlikely to get any to pass this package. They just don't need it. Mary Beth, if the Democrats have to pass a COVID package without Republican votes, how difficult will it be to accomplish given the divisions within their caucus and the narrow margin of their majority. Governing is hard and unified party control is um, exhilarating and terrifying at the same time. Um, As we see it today, the speaker is getting the discipline that she needs in order to bring uh, a partisan bill to the floor and pass it before the end of the month. However, in the Senate, it's not clear that Leader Schumer will get the cooperation that he needs to move the bill as passed by the House through the Senate and onto the president's desk by March 14th. So we already have Senators Manchin and Sinema who have said that one particular measure was problematic for them. And therefore, Leader Schumer will need to determine how to bring the COVID rescue package to the floor change it in a way that appeases his moderates, but also doesn't upset too many progressives because it will need to pass the House again if changes are made in the Senate. Well, Mary Beth and Ralph, thanks for the inside look into the divisions in Washington. We really appreciate your insights and your candor today. That's all for now, Policy Drivers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Toyota Policy to get caught up on the latest news on the Hill and to keep the conversation going. See you on our next episode of Under the Hood. 
a Toyota Policy Drivers Podcast. 